Hey everybody, today we're going to talk about the love of God. Do you believe God? I've been a Christian for 40 years, but only recently did I come to realize I did not fully trust God. When we experience trauma after trauma, and we don't understand why our prayers aren't answered, it's difficult to give ourselves wholly to Him. My standing question in not trusting God was that I know you can do it, but will you do it? A few lies I believed as a Christian were taught by well-meaning people. One was that God was going to judge me for all my mistakes. That is a lie. Jesus was judged in our place, and he came to connect us with the love of God. Another lie I believed was that God needed to work through me to love and help others, but I wasn't as important, nor did he love me as much. Here's a little bit about my Christian walk. I taught Sunday school for 30 years. I tithed and gave offerings. I worked in the nursing home for 20 years. I helped to minister to the homeless and feed them for five years. I fasted even once for 40 days. I faithfully prayed and read the word. I served in any capacity needed in the church. I worked outside the home, and I studied hard to raise my sons in the Lord so they could have a good life. My husband left me when my sons were young, and he was gone for five years. I prayed for him during that time, and the Lord did bring him home. But during all of that, at times I felt backslidden because I wasn't overcoming enough, or I didn't feel his presence enough, or I just wasn't doing enough. My mother and I even opened our home to women coming out of prison or off the streets who needed a better life, and we tried to teach them how to overcome their issues. But that program did not work and left me feeling like a failure. At some point, I just gave up. I continued going to church and tithing, but that was about it. I even stopped going around my Christian friends. That was a huge mistake, especially staying away from Christian friends. I truly did go backwards and did things I know hurt the Lord. I realize now I wasn't relying on the Lord and His work in me. I was trying to do His work for Him. I didn't give Him the opportunity to dig deep into my heart and bring the healing I so desperately needed. I didn't even realize I had a broken heart until several years later. I did not live by faith. I lived by works. During that time, I was overcome by a condition where I truly learned to rely on the Lord. No one knew how to help me. And so I turned to Him again. And I learned how much He truly loves me. And he began to teach me who he is. And he gently started showing me areas in my life that he wanted to change. As I confessed those areas to him and began to rely on him, he did begin to change me for good. And I realized all I can do is say, Lord, I recognize this sin in my life. I recognize this pain in my life. I hand it over to you, 
and I ask you to replace it with more of yourself. And he is doing that now. And it's so much easier than trying to work my way through and change myself because I never could anyways. I heard recently that when the Lord convicts us through the Holy Spirit, all he wants is for us to recognize the sin or pain in our lives and hand it over to him since it belongs to him anyway because he paid for it all on the cross. When I began learning who the Lord is, I learned that he is our Redeemer. I made plenty of mistakes in my relationships, like saying the wrong thing or misunderstanding someone and overreacting. But I learned as a Redeemer, I could turn to him and ask him to work that out. And he would turn those things around for my good and the other person's good. After praying and asking him to do that, I would go to the person and apologize. And sometimes they would say, I don't know what you were talking about, as if it never happened. That is redemption. Sometimes we hurt people and we don't realize it. When the Lord brings somebody to my mind from my past and shows me that I hurt them, I still ask him to redeem that in their lives, and I truly believe he will. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. As a mother, I made plenty of mistakes with my kids, but I learned as a Redeemer, he can turn those things around for my children's good. And so I stand on that for them. Even as grown men, now with families of their own, I may notice something instilled in them by me or their father that was just wrong. I still go to Jesus asking him to redeem that for their good. And I know he will. My husband was not saved, but the Lord told me he would be. So I stood on that promise and I saw him saved. I also stood in prayer for our marriage, but the prayer was not answered, and we divorced after 26 years. Once, as I was praying, I was thanking the Lord for answering all my prayers, and he said, I didn't save your marriage. I had not really thought about it much, because at the time, and as of now, my ex-husband is not serving the Lord. But because the Lord brought it up, I asked him why he did not answer And he said, my ex-husband would have drawn me away from the Lord. Sometimes we may not know why the Lord does not answer prayer, but I want to tell you the Father is good all the time. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us, empowering us to live godly lives and teaching us all about a loving God who wants only the best for us in every situation. I'm also still standing on the promise that my ex-husband will return to the Lord because Jesus says he will not lose one soul who has been placed in his hand. If, like me, you've had a hard time with faith, but you want to believe and trust him with your entire being, let's go together and learn the beautiful character of our loving God. 
Only then will we see faith work in our lives and through our prayers for others in a way we've mainly dreamed about. I hope and pray one day the Lord can work through me to see people radically saved, set free from mental and emotional problems, and healed of physical sickness and disease. We each have a seed of faith in us, but in order to have faith that moves mountains, we must truly know the giver of faith. So over the next few months, we're going to dig into some of the attributes of God through Galatians 5:22 and 23. The Passion Translation reads, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Don Fento stated, there should be a colon after love in all translations because the fruit of the Spirit are expressions of God's love. And parts of 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, the chapter on love, confirm this. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Love joyfully celebrates honesty And love never gives up. God is love. And here are a few scriptures I hope you will meditate on this month. And remember, you are greatly loved by the one who matters most. Psalms 136.1, Romans 8.38 If you feel unloved, turn this scripture into a prayer. I thank you, God. For you are good and you are easy to please. Your tender love for me continues on forever. Psalms 136.1, the Passion Translation. If you feel like you've blown it, turn this scripture into a prayer. Lord, I've sinned and I confess my sins knowing you will forgive me. I can trust you to do this. You always do what is right. You will make me clean from all the wrong things I have done. 1 John 1, 9, English Reading Version. If you feel brokenhearted, try this scripture. Thank you, Lord, for healing my broken heart and binding up my wounds, healing my pain and comforting me in my sorrow. Psalms 147.3, the Amplified Version. No matter how I feel, I've decided to believe God's word. Maybe you've said to a parent or a spouse, if you love me, you would do this or that. Or maybe you've said or thought, you don't know me at all. Maybe you've thought these things about the Lord. I encourage you to talk to him about everything. Then maybe you'll get to the point where you will be able to say, I know you love me, so will you do this or that? But you created me, Lord, and you know me better than I know myself. So I'm going to trust you to show me love like I've never experienced before. And I believe you are going to teach me who you created me to be 
and what plans and purposes you have for me today and in the future. For Jeremiah 29 11 says, you have good plans for me. You don't plan to hurt me. You plan to give me hope and a good future. My personal prayer and goal right now is to have an intimate experience with God's love, learning to trust the love he has for me and to grow more like him. Our next study will be on the goodness of God. If you want a deeper study of the fruit of the Spirit, I recommend Joyce Meyer's Fruit of the Spirit Action Plan, which includes CDs, a DVD, and a book. I'd like to leave you with a few songs for the month. Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. Breathe by Michael W. Smith. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood by Charity Gale. And here's a decree for the next month. God is good. God loves me. I love God. This is the day the Lord has made. Until next time, thanks for listening. And I pray you triumph over every obstacle. For God has made you to be more than a conqueror. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate you from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in your present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance you from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon you through your Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Lord, let your love carry us and cover us this next month. Amen.